I know there's probably a lot of needs, a lot of amen things we're seeking God for, we're asking for, our petitions, our supplications. Let's just go before Him right now. Amen, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be God in this place, Lord, in your house. Thank you, God, to come into your presence, oh Lord. I pray, Father, as you see us, Lord, here this morning, God, I pray that you would minister to us. Lord, pour out your spirit upon us, oh God. Thank you. You know our hearts, you know our thoughts. Lord, you know our needs, oh God. And I pray that you would go before your people. Lord, that you would open the doors for them, oh Lord, to minister unto them. God, to minister to our needs, oh Father, as you promised in your word that you would supply all our needs according to your riches and glory, Lord. So we pray, Father. Bless us, oh God, with amen, Lord. Revive, Lord, your way bless us, Lord, with restoration. <clears throat> Renew us, Lord, in your spirit, O God. This Help us, O Lord. Go before us, O Lord. Each family that is represented, Lord, every house. pray that you administer to the needs of every home, every family. God, the material needs, the financial needs, O Lord. Hallelujah. thank you for your promises, O God. Thank you. We pray that you bless your people, Lord, and pour out your spirit upon us. God, in this place, this day, O oh Lord, amen, God, let the Holy Ghost fall upon us in this place, Lord, amen, and bind us together, Lord, that we can be one body, and we can be of one spirit, and one mind, and one accord, in this place, O oh Lord, bless us, O oh Lord, the ministry of your word, and God, I pray that you would open up our ears that we may hear, our eyes that we may see, and our hearts that we can be converted unto you, let your blessings be upon us, Father, this oh, we ask. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Hallelujah. in Jesus' name, let everybody Jesus. say amen. 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 <laughs> Our uh, Sunday school teacher for the toddler class isn't here yet, so I think uh, those of you that are going in there, you can just wait in here and see if uh, she shows up. Pastor, you want me to do it? Uh, okay, if, you, if you're Thank you very much, Sister Sierra, for being instant in season. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody else. <laughs> Amen. And of course, I made the announcement concerning our revival services next month, beginning on the 12th to the 18th. Looking forward to that. Uh, Brother Luke Wethy, Brother Craig Marshall, Brother David Marshall Amen. ministering to us. And of course, if Brother Chuck is doing okay, we might have him do some teaching. Amen. Amen. He can, he's recovering pretty well. Him and Sister Linda, and they're going to be here with us. So Thank looking you. forward to that fellowship. Amen. What God is doing. Amen. And I, I don't I don't mean to be redundant on some things I've been ministering on, but uh, it just seems like uh, I feel in my spirit there's some some things that I feel like are are not really fully how can I say uh, understood comprehended, and uh, there's been something that the Lord has been dealing with me for quite some time now. I have been 
drawn to it, uh, try, trying to pay as much attention on it as I, as I can. And, and obviously, uh, this is not something I would, I guess, I would feel led to do. Uh, my mind wasn't really in that place to, to, to minister on this, but uh, obviously the Lord has kind of given me that little push to, to be able to uh, you know, go in this direction. And I think it's really important, especially uh, right now in, in this day that we're living in. Uh, if there's anything that we all really need, it's the Lord. Right. We cannot, we cannot face life without Him. Uh, we need to be under His watchful care, under His hand. And so, you know, living for Him. If you want to turn with me in your Bibles, we'll start there in 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 the Gospel of John, chapter ten. You probably all already know where I'm going. But it's something how this has been kind of, uh, you know, the, the manner in which it was laid upon my heart. And I thought, because we get a lot of uh, inspiration from certain passages of scriptures. And there's a lot of, you know, the word of God, the way it is, gives us direction. And, and this is kind of uh, what the Lord has been laying on my heart as far as his people are concerned. So uh, John chapter 10, verse number 10. And look what it says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. It's all Satan is working to do. Seems like he's been working very hard lately. And his his resistance to us uh, obviously has intensified and he obviously wants to uh, to the best of his ability, try to keep us uh, really from fulfilling God's will in our lives, impeding our spiritual development and progress. That's what he's been doing. He's working. He's working double overtime. It seems like, and this is this is his his cause and this is his purpose. But I like what Jesus said here, even though he he's come to steal and to kill and to destroy. He said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So our our living, everything that pertains to us, I'm not just speaking about you know, certain aspects of, of our life. I'm, I'm speaking about our uh, everything that that pertains to us, our our being, uh, not just our physical, not just our 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 material, or our financial, but our spiritual, and and everything about us that pertains to us. Uh, this is the promise that's given to us. Being able to live. Now, here, here's a word, and and uh, I am by no means a, somebody that is uh, an expert in, in, in you know, studying uh, economics or economy or, or anything like that, but it may seem, it may not seem like that, but this has to do with our spiritual 
uh, uh, life and the way that we live it. And our, if I want to put it that way, our spiritual economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking about this, and and the, and the thought that came to my mind was the principle of spiritual economy. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And just to kind of help you out, uh, just a little bit here, I'll, I'll just kind of, so you can understand. The word economy, according to, uh, I have several definitions from from a couple of uh, uh, dictionaries that I that I use but the word economy and and it means this and some of you probably are well aware of this already but the practice and efficient use of resources does that sound familiar I know there's some people in here that are really good at that but uh, the practice and efficient use of resources. Pretty simple, isn't it? Yes. Uh, economy. <laughs> or manner of arrangement of functioning. <laughs> That's according to Webster, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And then uh, the Oxford College Dictionary says this, a particular system or stage of an economy. The particular system and stage of an economy. So in other words, to be able to understand fully, I guess, if we want to put it all together, if we want to summarize and we want to compound it, put it all together, it's it's basically the principle of a particular economy. The principle, or we could say concept, Everybody has a principle. Everybody should be living by principles. Or everybody probably has certain concepts, principles that they obviously live by. Mm -hmm. We live our life by. Hopefully we do. We have some kind of order in our life that we can say that we live by. Amen. And here's here's another word. Economics. Economics. The condition of a region or group as regards to material prosperity. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? Yes. That's according to Oxford. The condition of a region or group as regards to material prosperity. My, my, my. Why is that so important? Why do I, why do I you know, I, I, like I said, the Lord was dealing with me about this for some time now, quite some time now, and I was just in the back of my mind. Uh, this this kind of is the, the definition is kind of broad in the sense that uh, you can apply it to whatever area or dimension of an economy. Or here's here's another word: an ecosystem. It's a system that life lives in. Because we, if we want to say it, you know, we're human beings, and of course the, the human race, and of course all the other uh, the, uh, life that is upon this earth, you know, animal life, plant life, you name it, they all live in an ecosystem. Yeah. They all maintain and, and live in that ecosystem. So obviously, in order to live in an ecosystem, you have to follow either the the principle or the pattern of that ecosystem to live. 
Am I making sense? Yes. Praise God. So if, if we know that, if we're familiar with that, if, we, if we're familiar with that, of course, if any of you that were pretty good science students when you were in high school or college, you would understand that. You would know about that. That's how life exists. Can't exist unless you're part of a ecosystem or, or, or part of an economy, an environment that we live in. If I want to go so far as saying a dimension, did you realize this? Just throwing that word in there, a dimension, did you realize this? There's not just a physical or material dimension, there's a spiritual dimension. Is everybody paying attention? Uh, I want you to understand this. Did you realize this? We tend, in our mind, the way we think as human beings, it's, <clears throat> if I want to say it this way, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of backwards. Because we think that uh, we think that we tend to lean upon uh, the physical and the material uh, dimension or environment is more, how would I say, more important than the spiritual. So what is... What is what is important for us to understand the dimensions that we live? We live in a physical world, don't we? Yes. Matter, yes. material. Yes. We're familiar with it: touch, taste, smell, see, hear. We're familiar with it. But did you realize this? This world is here because of the spiritual dimension. This world wouldn't exist if it wasn't for God speaking it into existence. So the so the source of this material physical world came from the spiritual. Hallelujah. But we always tend to think that we can only operate in the physical and the material world, which is really not true. There's a reason why Jesus said that. The thief cometh not but for to steal or to kill or to destroy. He said, I have come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. In other words, he wanted to say this. There's more to life. There's more to life. There's a reason why Satan wants to hinder us. Yeah. Our survival. That's yeah. right. Our needs. Yeah. You walk in the Walmart or any supermarket, guess what you're going to notice? Price of food is going up. <laughs> Before that never used to be an issue. But now it is. You know why? Because when it goes up, you have to pay more. And obviously that kind of digs into your pocket. So guess what? It causes a little concern. A little worry like, man, I didn't know I have to pay that much now for a few pounds of bananas. Praise God. All of you people that love monkey food. <laughs> Praise God. But why is that? Why is that important to us? I, I, I want you to understand. This is the reason why. I'm trying to, from our level, the way we operate, the way we think, our mentality, I want to bring it up to the spiritual. Because what we can do is when we understand everything about who we are, we're, we're really unique in a sense. Did you know this? 
I say this quite a bit, and I don't think anybody really comprehends what I'm saying. But I say this quite a bit. We're unique people because we're we're from two worlds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, first of all, we were born in this world, right. earthly. We were earthy, and now we're born into another world, a spiritual world, a spiritual kingdom, a dimension, an economy. We know what it was like to live in this economy, the worldly economy, and we're very familiar with it. So we have basically our habits have been formed by that. But here's the part that gets kind of a little bit uh, uncertain, the spiritual. Because we're so used to this yeah. realm, this economy. We're not used to the spiritual. But here's Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. In other words, yeah. you think you were living? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I'll show you and I'll lead you to a life that is a lot better than the life we used to live. Amen. <laughs> So think about that. That's just so. This is so. So listen to this. Listen to Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse number nine. So look what happened. Paul said it in this way. He said, "For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ." Second Corinthians eight nine. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just quoting to you scripture, by the way. He said that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be rich. To me, that's in relationship to John 10.10. 10. To me, that's a confirmation of what Jesus said. Praise God. Here we go in our human thinking. When we read that scripture, our first probably thought that comes along is if I live for Jesus, he's going to make me rich. <laughs> and not the kind of rich that God's talking about. <laughs> the kind of rich that we're so familiar with. Some of us are trying to reach to that place of material, physical, and financial riches when that's not where it's really at. No, it is not. Praise God. But, like you said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, and yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich so in other words God would bless us so that we could have that abundant life mm -hmm. that abundant life <coughs> my mind we can be able to live I, I like one commentator's uh, uh, comments on John 10 10 uh, he said this live life to the fullest <laughs> so I, I want you to understand that that's what he came to do that's what he came to offer us this 
the spiritual, I'm going to say it this way, the spiritual wealth is made possible. What you and I can tie into right now, if we really, if we really want to, if we could really understand what it is that God has, amen, off, is, is offering to us what he did in his sacrifice and the life that he has, amen, given to us. The life that we could live, a spiritual, everybody say spiritual, spiritual. a spiritual life. Not, you know, putting any emphasis on physical or material or even carnal, but a spiritual life. To be able to live in that economy, the spiritual economy. Praise God. And it's all around us, whether you want to believe it or not. If there's a way I could get you to understand and comprehend what is around us, what we have in the in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit of God, Jesus said that. He said that in uh, Matthew four seventeen. He said he said uh, when he began to preach, Matthew said from that time Jesus began to preach and to say. He said, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is right near you, right next to you." That's how close it is to you. This spiritual kingdom, the spiritual economy, that's how close it is. All we have to do, like he said, you can reach out. It's at hand. It's so close. You can reach out and you can make contact with it. Amen. You can make contact with that spiritual kingdom. I want you to be aware of that. Wherever two are gathered in my name, they're mine in the midst of them. That's how close we are to it. That spiritual dimension, that spiritual life. Amen. So when you think about it, you think about it, if we're that close and God wants us to, and in my mind, I feel like this is what he wants you to understand, that we have access. Why is it we always think we're poor? Just because we don't have a big savings account, a big, you know, your, your... Retirement, 401k. Right now, the way Biden's attacking it, people don't have a 401k anymore. They have a 2-1k. But that's what we put our emphasis on. It's those things that we think are valuable. And, and, and that's, that's kind of how we see everything. Like, oh man, if I could have that kind of security... A lot of my worries will be over. <laughs> are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. So God has given us access. That's each and every one of you. He's given you access. Because you have heard the gospel and you have obeyed. And so because you've obeyed and you've repented, like Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. So we repent. We obey. We confess our sins. We put them under the blood. We were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. We were filled with the Holy Ghost. So guess what happens? Your obedience to God's word and his will, it opened to you an entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Except a man be born again, he cannot see. Right. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. Yeah. Right. That's 
right. cannot have access. That's right. So now because of our obedience, we have access mm -hmm. into a spiritual kingdom, a spiritual economy. Peter said it this way, 2 Peter 1, 11. He said, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. An entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man. So an entrance is ministered unto us. <laughs> I don't know why it is we seem to, uh, I guess, how, how we say that? We seem to gauge our prosperity by the financial and the material things. And we go, oh. <laughs> I always remember this. And this was, uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember the year, 66 or 67, I can't remember. But I remember listening to my, my grandpa, Albert Tuak, and talking, and, and some, of the, some of the elders talking. And, and my uncle was, uh, uh, just now, he, he was involved in uh, tribal politics. And they, there, there was a delegation that returned from Washington, D.C., delegation uh, from the Rosebud Sioux Reservation and other reservations across the United States. They came back and they were all talking about what the Congress and what Senate, what, what they heard when they went to Washington. They said that all, mostly all, the majority of the tribes in the United States are living under the poverty level. That disturbed my grandpa. Because he said, why do they say that? He said, I don't understand that. He said, they're going by what they think they can judge us by. He said, guess what? We have food on our table. Right. We have a roof over our heads. That's we have livestock. Right. We have chickens. Amen. We have a garden. Right. He said, and we own That's two automobiles. Right. Yep. That's right. So we're not poor. And we're happy. Yep. Yes. We're not poor. He said, Amen. we're rich. Right. Amen. I always remember him saying, I thought, no, I was young. I was, what, 10 years old? And I just think, What's the big deal? And you know, but that's true. Yeah. People think they have to have monetary wealth, material wealth, yes. to say they're rich. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I always remember that. Made made an impact. You know, made an impact on me, and I never realized it until way later on in my life it hit me. I said, Yeah, you know what? We were. Yeah. We did have a lot of things. We were happy. Amen. Those were the happiest times of my childhood. Praise God. That's right. Amen. So I, we weren't really in poverty. Not, not you know, in that sense we weren't. We, we had it. But here's, here's what Paul said. Paul said this in Ephesians 1.18. He said this. He says, this is the part that I want you to understand. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That ye may come to a place in your mind and in your spirit. That you can comprehend what you really have. Praise God. 
that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. I'm glad. I'm glad that the scripture, Paul said it that way. The hope of his calling. You know what that tells me? We always have hope. Amen. We always have hope. We'll never be without hope. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In other words, you know what? God, amen, has laid aside for you and I. What we have spiritually. Remember this. The spiritual determines the physical, the material. Not the material and the physical determine the spiritual. The spiritual determines all that. So let's realize this. Amen. How, amen, really blessed we are to know the Lord yeah, right. and to have a, a spiritual inheritance. Amen. 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 Praise God. That belongs to you. That, that, that's out of uh, Ephesians chapter 1. In that same chapter, in just a few verses prior to that, he talks about the, uh, the Spirit of God being the earnest of our salvation. The earnest of our inheritance. The Holy Ghost. Everybody yes. listening? Yes. The Holy Ghost being the yes. earnest of our inheritance. Right. The Holy Ghost. Everybody listening? Yes. Being the earnest of our inheritance. You know what that word means? Earnest means a down payment. Yes. So that tells me if the Holy Ghost is a down payment to our spiritual inheritance, guess what? If we want to continue in the things of God, if we want to be blessed, we're going to keep on seeking the Holy Ghost so that we can receive. Amen. 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 That's right. There's a correlation. There's a correlation in this. I'm speaking in, 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 in edu, uh, you know, as as a what people think about as far as certain things related to certain something, yeah. certain things related. There's a correlation in this, because when we're not in the spirit, we always think of ourselves poor. I don't have. But when we're in the spirit, we comprehend. We say, "Hey, I'm not poor. I'm rich." Amen. Amen. Because I have an inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. Remember what we said about economy. It's it's the resource mm-hmm. that that particular amen system our group has. The resource, our source. Cannot have an economy unless you have a resource or a source. Mm-hmm. And we do have a source. Yes, we do. Praise God. Yes, we So think about that. Think about that. So, so here we are. And, and especially, especially, this is important because especially in the time that we are living in. Yes. My. Yep. Despite what's going on in our government. Despite what's going on in our world, I, yeah, yes, we, you know, we're, we're part of the United States of America. We're citizens of the United States of America. We're citizens of South Dakota. We live in an economy. We live in this physical system. We live in it, this material system. We live under their laws. 
But remember, we're not just citizens of the, the state of South Dakota and and the, the country of the, uh, of, of the United States. We're also citizens of heaven. Yes. Amen. But Chuck has a unique, uh, he's kind of in a situation right now, which, which, which he's still a citizen of the United States, and he's, he's hoping to become a citizen of Canada soon. So he'll have dual citizenship. <laughs> That's kind of our situation right now. We have dual citizenship. Amen. We live in the physical realm, the physical calm. We also live in the spiritual Praise God. So, Amen. So, so we have that. We have that at our fingertips. We can we can tap into that source of life that we want to have. Praise God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing about this is the reason why I'm, I'm saying this. This is the reason why. Uh, I feel like the Lord wanted me to bring this out. Is this? It's our attitude. Yep. It's what you think about it. It's how you apply yourself to it. Your attitude. What you are going for. Guess what? You know what? I'm content. I'm taken right. care of. Right. My needs are met. Yes. I have nothing to worry about. Amen. I'm being honest with you. Amen. I'm not under any stress of any kind. Amen. Because I know God, He has never let me down. Amen. He has always taken care of me. As long as I Amen. commit myself to Him, Amen. everything about me, my life, is all taken care of. Amen. I have no worries. There might be something comes up every now and then, but you know what? I realize, I realize this. It's my, it's my attitude that I have toward yes. mm -hmm. the situation yes. I'm in. Right. Yes. That's right. That helps me to be able to maneuver yes. and to live That's right. and to survive. Amen. Yes. So our attitude has to be, has to be in the right place. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have good things. There's nothing wrong wanting to have, you know, certain material things. There's nothing wrong. There's no, there's no sin against it. But when you get to the point where that's all you want, that's where you got to be careful. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So attitude is important. First uh, Timothy chapter one, <clears throat> and and look what he says: Charge them that are rich in this world. <laughs> the book covers it all, really. <laughs> First uh, Timothy one seventeen. Oh, I didn't give you uh, one seventeen. I think is that right? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, where am I? Oh, I think it's supposed to be six, isn't it? Oh, no. I'm in the wrong book. Excuse me. I'm way off. 417, was it? 517. Where is it? 
Is that first or second? It's 617, first Timothy. Okay, 617, yeah, there is. What did I, what did I, my handwriting is. Okay, you have charged them that are rich in this world that they should not that they be not high minded and this is the reason why this is the reason why you know I believe the Lord led me to the scripture was this look what he says nor trust in uncertain riches that's right but in the living God who giveth Amen. us richly all things to enjoy. Yes. Amen. 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 That's right. <laughs> Amen. So that's kind of changing our perspective as far as you know what we feel. There's a difference between needs that's right. and the difference between wants. And I think we've all learned a lesson by now. God won't give us everything we want. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. But He will give us what we need. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Amen. So that could that kind of narrows it down. It kind of narrows everything down. So when we pray, and of course, like I said, our attitude. Yes. Our attitude. There's some yes. things we do not need. Right. Amen. So if we don't need them, we need to quit. If you get my gist. Yes. Not to trust in uncertain riches because they could lead you astray. When your focus, when when your goal, when your aim is to be able to secure. Amen. I guarantee you there's a lot of wealthy people who do not sleep at night. That's right. Amen. I haven't had a happy one yet. They're worried. Uh, let's let's go a little. Let's go. Let, let, let's throw this in there. Let's let's go to uh, Matthew. Uh, let me let me try to see if I can read my. Oh, uh, look what it says. Let's back up. Back up. Go back to Timothy. I almost forgot that part. That they do good. Verse number eighteen. That they be rich in good works. Ready to distribute. Willing to communicate. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. Yep. That they may lay hold on eternal life. In other words, to 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 make right. you know to be able to control and even to lay in store to invest yes. wisely. Yes. Amen. Amen. You just said it. Amen. It's important we have that attitude. Amen. Look at the time we're living in. Amen. <laughs> I was doing one, one thing about uh, uh, learning under Brother Gerritsen. Man, that, that Brother Gerritsen and Sister Gerritsen were fugal. <laughs> to say the least. He was a he was a, a CPA before he ventured out into the ministry when the Lord called him. Of course, they, 
they they were they were used to be Baptist. They were in the Baptist church, and the Lord started speaking to him and revealed to him oneness, and he came out of the Baptist church. But he was a certified public accountant, worked for a firm or several firms there in the New Jersey area and around New York and stuff like that. But so he was very fugal. And he, he, I mean, everything about him, and he would he would even throw it at us and make sure, hey, <laughs> well, yes, sir, yes. <laughs> he was fugal. They they knew where everything was. They knew where they put everything. They could tell you exactly where it was. If you needed something, he would tell Sister Garrison, wow, this is, I put it over here in such and such a place, and she would go there and be right there. They knew where everything was. They had that much, and you know, they, they, survived, they survived the Holocaust. So because of their experience in the Holocaust, they knew it was like not to waste anything. Right. That's what made them, I guess, develop that fugalness, if you know what I mean. So, but they were very careful. They were very cautious. Amen. I remember. I remember. We loaned our vehicle. I can't remember to who it was. We let him because they needed to go somewhere. So we loaned him our vehicle, and I, I went over to, to his place. He called on me. Said I went over to his place. He says, "Brother Harold, where's your car?" I said, "Well, so and so needed a vehicle, so I loaned him my vehicle." He said, "What did you, what? You couldn't get you loaned them your vehicle?" I said, "Yes, yes, sir, I did." He said. What would happen if they got into a car accident? He said, it would be on you and not on them. I never realized. So he got on me about that. That's how fugal they were. You just don't own your vehicle. It's not like loaning money. <laughs> Amen. So, so you can see you can see what we were exposed to. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Did I give you Did I give you a chapter? Oh, no, I didn't. Matthew 13. Excuse me, man. Matthew 13. And, and verse number, verse number, uh, let me find it here. Uh, <clears throat> did I get that Okay, yep. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Verse 22. The deceitfulness of riches choked the word and he becometh unfruitful. The deceitfulness. That's something we, we, we have to be careful of. That's the reason why I believe that you know God directed me there. The deceitfulness of riches. We've got to be careful. We can't let we can't be led astray. Praise God. Luke sixteen and uh, verse number eleven. Uh, let, me, let me find it. Luke sixteen, verse number eleven. <clears throat> this is what it says. Remember, we're still talking about the principle of spiritual, of, of our spiritual economy. Luke 16, verse number 11. 
And let's back up to verse number 10. It says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. What a principle. So he says, If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Remember, we're talking about principles of our spiritual economy. Faithfulness is required of a steward to be what? Faithful. A steward is a caretaker, somebody that handles everything. Guess what? Here, we'll get to that here. I, I don't want to step ahead of myself. I'll, I'll wait. But we'll get to that point. But it's required of a student to a steward to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Who will commit to you the true riches? Amen. That's really important. You know what, you know what's really difficult to uh, uh, go with me to Matthew chapter 6. And, uh, amen. Verse number 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Yep. Amen. That's right. So you can see the concept, you can see the principle, you can see how important it is for you and I. Let me tell you something. Here's, here's another part of it. Now, here's another part of it. This is the important part of it, is this. We want to be able to enjoy life. Amen. Abundant life. Amen. We want to be able to, amen, walk in in that physical or that spiritual uh, economy that God has provided to us through His Word. Here's the thing about here's the thing about it. We've got to learn how. How many of you really? Put your trust in God. Because that's the bottom line is is putting our trust in God. You think about it. And and leaning upon Him for everything, amen, that our life consists of. It's kind of something because we talk about the B-attitudes. They're referred to as the B-attitudes. Right. And Jesus was talking about that. To me, it's, it's almost like you see that struggle that, that people have really putting their trust in God. Mm-hmm. Really putting their trust in Him. For everything pertaining to your life. It's difficult sometimes. Because we want to make that decision on our own. We think we have the answer. But we don't. So Jesus said this, Therefore I say unto you, I'm reading out of 6.25, Matthew, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, 
nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment yep. can we understand praise Amen. God Amen. that our life is more important than all these Amen. behold the fowls of the air for they sow not neither do they reap neither gather into barns yet your heavenly father feedeth them are ye not much more better than they which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things that do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. So here it is. Here it is. Here's the concept. Here's the principle. He, he addressed everything that pertains to our life, to our living. He addressed everything. From A to Z. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Because yeah. I will take care of you. Yeah. I will take care of you. Amen. So it's based upon this concept, this principle. He said, but seek ye first. Yes. When you're in that place, when you're in need, and, and, and praise God, God knows your needs. What he said, seek ye first. Yep. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, amen. Uh, take no thought. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So, so what, what he's saying is this: your spiritual mm -hmm. yeah. well-being right. should be first. Yes. That's right. Amen. Right. That's right. Amen. 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 Now this is this is uh, related. You think about it. Third John, verse number two says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health." Amen. He, he said, "I wish that you would prosper and be in health. I wish you would have." In other words, I, I, I wish that your life would just be so blessed. Let's just uh, paraphrase it: that you would be blessed and be in good health. But this is this is this hinges on this stipulation, even as thy soul prosper. Yes. Even as our soul prospers, then we can we can be able, everything else will fall into the place that it needs to be in. My 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 Amen. I don't know about you, but I'd rather believe the word. Yep. Amen. Amen. I would rather believe God's promises, His promises to me, His promises to you. Second uh, Corinthians chapter nine, <clears throat> verse number eight. And uh, Amen. Look what it says in Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse number eight. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Yep. He's able. 
to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things. Did he say in some things? No. Did he say in a few things? No. He said in all things may abound to every good work. My, my, my. In other words, God will make it possible. God will do that. And like Paul said in Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. Yes. Praise God. So you think about that. You think about that. Hallelujah. That concept. That principle. You want to be prosperous? Well, stay prayed up. Yep. Right. Amen. Amen. You want your life to be blessed? Well, stay prayed up. Amen. Keep your priorities right. All hinges on that. All hinges on our relationship. Praise God. Last but not least, we're out of time already. Man, I tell you what. Deuteronomy 8. I'll let you get there. Deuteronomy 8, verse number 18. Let's back up to verse number 17. And thou, and thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this well. <laughs> Look what he says, verse number 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get well. Yep. That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. So in other words, guess what? I would that you would prosper even as thy soul prospers. Yes. We keep ourselves in that place with God. We keep our attitude right. We lean upon him. We trust in him. We seek him. Guess what? God will bless you. Amen. God will bless you. We'll stop there for this morning. Thank you very much. I hope you receive something. Praise God.